Hey, this is Marcus Philly, and you're listening to the Airborne Mind Show. Welcome to the Airborne Mind Show. I am your host, Ms. Bahawk, and in these conversations, I like to explore what mental frameworks drive people to do what they do. I have strong feelings about talking to people who are deeply entrenched in and passionate about their work. I've always been drawn to ideas, art, and people that have a perspective that I can learn from. And so along the way, we're going to share and explore ideas that leave you with more context. You'll pick up things that might be educational, empowering, inspirational, or simply entertaining. And because you're listening, I have a free gift only for podcast listeners that you can grab if you head over to MizHQ.com. Again, that's M-I-Z-H-Q.com. Today's episode is brought to you by RevivRx. RevivRx is my recovery of choice, and this is because it is 100% clean, there's no BS, and it tastes absolutely phenomenal. My favorite is the Strawberry Recover, what I also call the Pimp Juice. I take four scoops after my workouts, and occasionally I'll do the Rebuild, which is a pure you know, protein, versus the Recover, which is a two-to-one carb-to-protein ratio. And uh, if you want some educational material around supplementation and just uh, nutrition overall, I recorded some short videos with Marcus Philly that you can get exclusively at theairbornemind.com. So check that out. And if you're in the market for supplements, head over to revivorx.com and use the code MIS10 at checkout. Today, my guest is Marcus Philly. He joins me today for the sixth or seventh time on this show, which is by far a record. And we're celebrating the one-year anniversary special of Awaken Training Series. Exactly one year ago, I started on this journey, like hundreds of other people, to explore, to experiment, and to really get familiar with these training principles. And it's... You know, if you haven't listened to episode number 17, I highly recommend you check that out because I think that's Marcus's first time on the show. And since then, all the different episodes, you can, it's like a documentation. Like you can really experience the journey from like one year ago to now and, and the growth that's kind of happened and the learnings that have happened. And we share that, you know, what happened after 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. There's a ton of, you know, amazing information in those episodes. And in this conversation, we reflect back on, you know, what we've taken, um, you know, out of everything in this past year. Um, So if you have been, you know, with us in the very beginning, shout out to you. Thank you for sticking it out. And uh, if you are new and you're just kind of stumbling upon functional bodybuilding and, you know, realizing that, whoa, my my training could look like this and my body could feel good, I could look good, I could move well, you're going to enjoy this conversation. Um, And I also recommend if you um, haven't checked out Look Good, Move Well, it's a new podcast. Marcus Philly and I get to really dig into some, um, you know, amazing 
you know, content around training principles and ideas around just movement and nutrition and, and fitness and the lifestyle, I recommend you check that out. But uh, like I said, this conversation is special and uh, go back, experience all the other episodes and then come back to this one. It's, it's an amazing story and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hope you do something with it, like sign up for Awaken Training Series. Marcus, welcome back to the show. Hey, Miz. Thanks for having me back, man. <laughs> Sixth time, huh? Sixth time. That's right. Well, this one to me uh, is, is special. I mean, I know all the other ones are too, but this one specifically because it gives me a chance to think about this whole year of training that's kind of, uh, you know, from ATS 1.0 all the way to ATS 4.0 and like the massive change that not only I've, I feel like I've had, I don't know, physically, but mentally also. Um, and it's just kind of a representation of how like my mindset around training in general has shifted from like that very beginning all the way to now. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. It's really been a year and a half um, journey because when we first met and we first did a show, I was just in the process of thinking about writing this program, Awaken Training Series. And it was like still something I was fumbling around with and deciding, should I do this? Should I not do this? And as many people already know, it's a program that is a reflection of my own personal journey through fitness and my own training. So in that same time frame, I've gone through a lot as a coach, as an athlete, um, as a person, and I've changed so much about the way I look and think about exercise design, coaching, training, um, just right alongside you. Yeah, I remember very clearly before ATS 1.0 even launched, or I, it was probably in the works, but not like it wasn't publicly announced yet. You know, I think it was the elephant in the room for all of your followers. It was like, oh, yeah. when is this guy coming out with a program that we can all kind of follow along with? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, from that point to now, paint a picture of like what what it looks like because it is absolutely massive the amount of people that are we see on social day in and day out that are using a lot of these training principles whether they're on ATS or not but the, just the numbers uh, within ATS and the engagement that's coming from this is is uh, fascinating to me right well we were talking earlier about just if we look at like sheer numbers of people following on social media right so when we first met you know you, I think you said that you were reaching out looking for guests for your show and you're like, oh, here's this guy, Marcus Philly, and he's got like 50,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Okay, he might be approachable. <laughs> <laughs> so you reached out to me. So at the time, that's where we were at. And since then, we have grown about 175,000 people. Yeah. And we launched a whole new page called functional.bodybuilding, which is really showcasing Awaken Training Series movements. So that didn't even exist. And today, I just checked, we just crested the 100,000 follower mark on that. Wow. So, you know, that's one obvious, one metric that, you know, shows growth and engagement around the world. Um, but from, on a daily basis, you know, it's just literally looking at my direct messages that I get from people and just seeing, you know, clips of people using Awaken Training Series, hashtag Awaken Training Series, hashtag functional bodybuilding, using more dumbbells, kettlebells, single arm, unilateral stuff, um, you know, experimenting with movements. And 
seeing people throw up their flags with their posts and seeing just how worldwide it's become. I mean, Europe, Asia, South America, Africa, um, at, there, there really isn't a place that hasn't been touched and hasn't been engaged in what we're doing. And it's like, it pumps me up every single day. I mean, out of all those DMs that you get and, and people tagging you all over the world, is there anything that stands out to you? Like when you see it, it's just like an affirmation of, wow, this was, this was a great move. Like I feel good that I put this out there and people are really uh, doing something good with it. Yeah, I mean, I think when I see, when I see beginners, you know, like just, just based upon seeing someone's movement patterns and their, the loads that they're lifting, you can tell relatively quickly, like where's this person at in their training. The number of beginners the number of like relatively new people to training um, and the number of like coaches that are tagging their athletes using the principles is really, uh, it really hits home for me that like, okay, now we're, we're not, we're not just getting the fire breathers coming out that want to add more accessory to their already massive amount of training that they do, but we're actually getting through a little bit of that. We're hitting some of the people that actually need these principles to 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 grow and progress to a place where they can do you know more intense fitness if that's what they want. So it, that that part always fires me up. Yeah, I mean that was a huge part of the draw for me initially was that uh, it felt like it was speaking to not just the fire breathers because I just feel like there's so much that's already out there that is catered towards, um, you know, people who want to compete or people who are just like engrossed in this like intensity type of mindset. Yeah. And to see how many other people like resonated with that, uh, it was like you, you awakened this whole population that we kind of didn't know even, uh, I mean, we knew it existed, but it just, there wasn't as much love that was going out there, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's amazing to see how much of them are aware of this and are actually like, you know, it, it, it spoke to everything that they were thinking of in their mind. <laughs> I'm like over here smiling because I'm like visualizing a dragon that's like, you know, mean looking and like is going to go and blow a bunch of fire and then like opens its mouth and it just like a little dust comes out, like a little smoke because they're out of fire. Like yeah. the fire breathers were out of fire out of, you know, too much breathing that fire and felt depleted. And that's really where I was at, you know, when this thing started to kind of catch fire. I was in that place. And, um, you know, so that resonated with a group. And then it's interesting. It's like, yeah, at the time I was kind of showcasing principles that were helping me recover from a shoulder injury and were you know, helping me train with lower intensity. And it was, um, it was definitely a focused, you know, phase of my training compared to today where I'm, I'm actually feeling like I'm, I'm not peaking, but I'm like back at, you know, 90 plus percent of my best fitness. And in some aspects, you know, I'm setting new personal best. So my training looks different now. And what, so what started this off was like, you know, Marcus healing himself using some new training principles. And so we've had, we've had a chance to see how do we take that basic structure where you're like, this, this is, we're doing lateral band walks, we're doing ring FLRs, we're doing 
kneeling landmine presses to and, and truthfully like I couldn't lift the PVC pipe from my shoulders to overhead without pain to today where you know this is a year and a few months later you know I'm doing metcons with 315 jerks in it you know and, and that to me and like what bridged the gap and then how does ATS awaken training series one through four how is that a reflection of that growth and that journey? How do we go from the simplest to something that's a little bit more advanced, you know, and how does that line up for somebody in their training year, right? Because it's a year-long uh, program, and how can somebody really grab a hold of a new style and really build themselves up from the fundamentals after wherever they're at in, in training, whether they're advanced or they're beginners, start at the fundamentals and grow and see what can come of it. Yeah, the the cohesiveness of just the entire um, design of the program is what surprised me once I got into it. Because originally I felt like I was really attracted to the dumbbell work, kettlebell work that you were doing. And I was like, sweet. Like I didn't have any expectations, but I jumped into it knowing that, all right, we're going to be doing some of that. And then seeing how, you know, even the core lifts such as squatting, benching, you know, pressing, like all of that, uh, you know, the progression that there was from the very beginning with that and how over a period of 12 weeks we tapped into you know, a little bit of muscle snatching here and there. And it was just so, um, everything was timed perfectly. Mm -hmm. and, and I was very surprised because I'm like, wow, it's like he can like read my mind of like what I kind of want to do this week. You know, it's just yeah. built perfectly. And then same thing with the conditioning portion of things was it was a whole new look at what conditioning can actually look like. Like it doesn't always have to be uh, either for time or not for time. Mm -hmm. There's so many places in the middle that are unexplored for a lot of people. Totally. And so that that was like a big eye opener for me in 1.0. Yeah. <clears throat> I think as, a, as somebody... Um, and I'm speaking about myself, somebody who came from like a background of um, a lot of linear progressions in strength conditioning, like one week we're doing this, next week we're doing, you know, we're doing five reps and we're doing four reps and we're doing three reps, you know, um, that was my, my memory of strength conditioning. Then of course I got thrown into the chaos of CrossFit and it's just like, you know, the training never looked linear. There never, it never seemed to kind of follow a, the right flow, even though I was getting coached by great coaches who understand those principles, you know, maybe some of my like strength training work, like Olympic lifting work had some linear nature to it progression. But then the rest, it was like trying to keep up with the chaos, which is CrossFit and the competitive season, things were always changing, you know, to some degree. Um, and, and the exception to that is my aerobic development, which we've talked about on other shows, which was very linear. And it was like the part that I loved the most. I mean, I loved my aerobic training because it connected me with what I loved about training for so many years was what you just alluded to, which is I almost could expect what was coming. I knew what was coming. I knew what I wanted to do, and it was, like, timed perfectly. Like, this week I was doing seven-minute pieces, and next week I was doing eight, and then I was doing nine, and then I was doing ten, and I could feel myself getting better, you know? Yeah. Like, and that is so satisfying. Uh, it was so satisfying to me as an athlete for so many years that I missed it. I missed it as a CrossFitter. I missed like being able to say, well, I was doing fives last week and fours this week, or I was, I missed being able to just progress weights, you know, in that kind of way. And then entered in some of these 
training principles, these functional bodybuilding training principles and, and how it shows up in weight and training series. And it's like, okay, well, there is a way to kind of incorporate that with some of the variety that we have come to love of like, you know, true CrossFit training or true like, you know, mixed modal functional movement, functional fitness. And um, I was, uh, yeah, I was excited for, for those reasons for myself. And then that just showed up on the page as I was, you know, putting together ATS. Um, variety. That, that's kind of what, um, at first, in 1.0 and maybe even 2.0, during those two, you know, parts of the program, I was thinking like, wow, this is, it, there's so much variety. It's so fun to like try out all these new movements. But for even a person, and, and I know I was kind of looking at it from a coach's perspective, trying to learn from it. But I know even from like a layman's perspective, you can pick up on like, hey, there's a progression here, and I, mm -hmm. I trust this. Like, it's yeah. going to go somewhere. It's controlled variety. Uh, so that was exciting to me. And then since then, all the way now to 4.0, it's like that the Awaken Training Series from beginning to end has been, like, my go-to for, like, studying progressions, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know you mentioned here to, to learn more about how to write better designs. It's like... Mm -hmm there's thousands of programs that we have here within our coaching yeah. system that we can look at. And there are certainly many, many pieces. And, uh, you know, like I, I remember when we were talking about uh, competitors and the open season and mm -hmm. there was this like, you know, lack, a lactic endurance build was something you told me to look into. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, like that, that for me is a little unfamiliar. Yeah. And I remember just going through all of the ATS 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and picking apart, like, okay, where is it here? And then following along, like, week to week, seeing, okay, what changed? And there was, like, such massive learning, I think, that happened from just that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I went through my own learning, and I, I continue to go through my own learning with my coach, you know, and how I, it shows up in my own training protocols. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot to learn, and there was a lot of – of learning that happened for me in the process of writing ATS. Um, so much so that I have literally like rethought what I want to focus on in terms of creative design in the future, um, not only for my clients, but as, you know, education tools for people uh, to take away from, you know, to take some of these principles away and apply them to their own training and to upgrade their own thinking around training. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to, like, this isn't about just tooting our own horn here, but it really has been something that's been uh, pretty profound. After 20 years of training, to go through a phase of learning that feels so profound and so different than before. You've talked about this in the past where you felt burnt out. Right, and you just mentioned, you know, lifting a PVC over your head—that was kind of giving you pain. So I'm sure it was a little bit of uh, the burnout and maybe the frustration of like not being able to do what you wanted to do. What what for you revived all of that again and and brought like the the fun back into training? Um, well, if I had to boil it down to just a, like the core elements, like what got me there, I think it was. You know, 
getting into the gym and actually like putting in work has always been the the draw for me really it's like i love the feeling of training i love the feeling of putting forth really good effort and um and anybody that's had an injury can you know resonate with this a little bit when you're limited and suddenly your ability to go into the gym and just sweat and kind of let your brain shut down a little bit is taken away from you um it can be totally debilitating emotionally mentally physically like and i kind of got into that place where i was like okay i've gotten used to the past 6 months of just like peaking for crossfit and now i i really am struggling to get the energy together to go back and do what i've been doing like i don't make me go do another hard metcon don't make me go lift another heavy weight right now like it all seems and sounds horrible to me right now it's painful my energy is low etc so you know what shifted that it was simply having a design that was in front of me that i could go and do and that while it was simple on paper and many of the you know training sessions in our program are simple on paper but it was accessible i was like totally able to go and put forth two hours of hard work and not worry about the the pain or the my energy getting you know low or whatever because it was just it was basic um i remember i remember during that time megan was pregnant and we had just spent the weekend away um you know we were like a month out from our baby and i was still kind of in this pain cycle and you know, I just, I remember a day we came in and I, we had, you know, we had been up in Napa, we'd been eating, you know, indulging on all these meals and desserts and wine, you know, on top of like, you know, being a little bit low energy in my training and having some pain. Like, I remember coming back and doing a training session here that day. And it was like, it was like, you know, textbook ATS workout, you know, from my coach. It was just like functional bodybuilding, flow you know, nothing too intense that day. And I just remember being like, man, if I can come and get such a good workout after all of this, all this stuff going on right now, like that's what gets me so excited about training. And I think there's, I can even remember the videos that I posted from that, you know, it's like wearing some really ugly green shirt and, you know, my red beanie. And I just remember doing some landmine twists and crawling and maybe doing some single arm bench. And it was just like, okay, I'm back in my, flow like I'm back training and that's what I love about this from the beginning and if you can connect with like a chance to train again and be in control and decide where you want to push yourself or where you don't want to push yourself um, and then you can do that consistently for many many weeks and months you have all the tools within yourself to grow advance evolve progress get stronger get faster um, starting from anywhere i don't care where you're starting from it seems like the <clears throat> confidence that you get from training right and that what you just mentioned of going in and being able to put a hard uh, effort that feels good and makes you feel accomplished that seems to be key here a hundred percent it is so key for me it's been key from day one you know and anytime i followed a program and when i was younger like, and I got to a point where it stopped giving me that feeling and that freedom. I was like, I'm out of here. I got to get something else, you know. Um, 
And of course, that was why the individual coaching journey for me was so important was because now it wasn't about program hopping. It was about getting, you know, a relationship built with a coach to, to know that no matter what, they're always going to have that in mind when they're looking at how I come into the gym. The confidence that I get from putting in a good session where I could do everything and didn't matter if I went 100% or if I went 70%, but I got it all done and I walked away feeling good. Like, if I put together 90 days in a row of that of training, I'm ready for anything. Like, I'm ready to compete in the open. I'm ready to climb a mountain. I'm ready to do whatever, you know. Like, that's, that's the consistency that, you know, is the word that I come back to with my coach always. Let's get some consistency. Got to get that consistency back. Consistency, and it's... Um, it's everything, and that's something I feel like we're we're giving people access to a little bit with ATS, and it's certainly what we give people access to with our individual pro, uh, coaching program that we have here at Revival Strength. You know, every single client, it's like you will never have to jump to a new program. You your program can change within this system because you have a coach, because you know we consult, we assess, we design, we we do it all with you. Um, you know, that's the last program you'll ever need. It's it's really interesting for me because um, that idea that you just mentioned of, you know, like, and, and I just kind of thought of with, with the confidence equaling almost everything, like, that didn't really, I don't know, register for me until recently, like, in ATS 4.0. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, 1.0 also gave an opportunity to reflect on what your why is within training, right? Like, mm -hmm. why, why do you come yeah. in and do this? Like, there was an intro to that within the messages that you kind of post week to week. Yeah. And, and it kind of sparked some thought, and that for sure for me was like, huh, like I like to explore movement. I like to be able to jump into b-boy class, I like to be able to pick up new skills, feel like I'm in control with my body. Um, and then not until, like, recently did that register for me where I think, so I know I, you heard about this where I've been looking into my horoscope recently. Right. <laughs> and along with that, like not just the horoscopes, but like I've been taking, you know, like personality tests and stuff like that of different kinds just to like see how a lot of, uh, I don't know, learn more about myself and my patterns and not to say that every word on there is like truth, right? But right. at the same time, it's like, whoa, I, I do that. And like seeing different strategies for uh, personal growth within like your personality type. So for me, I, I just read like the other day, like exercise and ha like making health a priority um, and, and a healthy discipline was, was like key. It was mm -hmm. like, if you like, that's one of the three things that if I do day to day would, uh, you know, make me feel more confident, make me feel more creative yeah. and propel me into other areas that I really kind of want to succeed in. Yeah. And that like, for some reason that like shifted for me, it was just like, whoa, okay. Like, yeah, this is kind of, I like that feeling of like feeling confident after I'm done my session. And, uh, I don't know, th there was for sure like a moment within, you know, within the past four cycles where I was kind of like, you know, figuring out a way, like, I had to get in touch with my why again. Like, I felt like, man, something changed or something's evolving here. So much is changing. Like, how do I get back to why I was doing this? 
Yeah. And so it's been along with the physical side of things, like of, of actually progressing and PRing and, and learning more about my body. I think it's been huge mentally, just like that process of training and reflecting on it, uh, what it's done from the beginning to now. Yeah, I, I think, um, well, I love to hear that it, it, it has afforded you that, you know, consistency and ability to feel, to even come to that awareness that it's actually the consistency of the training that gives you, you know, the confidence for the rest of your life, gives you, is a springboard to doing all the things that you have, you know, as career and professional aspirations, relationship aspirations, whatever. Um, and what what's interesting to me is that from hearing so many people that and their feedback around the program or their feedback around just their experience with training is that that's such a common goal that people have that they really want to go and train and walk away feeling confident, feeling good about themselves and actually having the energy um, and the mental focus to really deliver their best self to the rest of their life. And that's something that is, you know, that's there, you know, within this training. And, and I think more people are, tr are realizing that's what they want to connect to with their training, that they don't necessarily want to train the, pr the, the high volume, high intensity program to get them better for a sport that they're ultimately maybe not that interested in. You know, they, they love the training. They really want to keep taking away that feeling of confidence and good energy. Um, and, but then, you know, doing too much and having these, you know, programs that they follow that are overboard a little bit, it just stops, t the alignment is, is missing. And they're like, well, wait a minute, I feel kind of crappy. I don't feel as good as I thought I would feel doing all this hard work. Well, that, that realization, like to be able to give somebody that and to be able to give multiple people this on like a large scale, to me, that feels more valuable than the physical effects that people are getting from this program like people are not feeling burnt out they're feeling uh, like they're having fun with their training again they're getting gains all over the place but then the fact that like uh it's called what's it called transformance drive like mm -hmm. you've helped people through this medium of like a program help them access their own transformance drive and and seeing like huh why do i like why do i do this like it doesn't happen overnight, but throughout the course of somebody doing 1.0, then 2.0, throughout 24 weeks, it's like things start to change within yeah. your mindset. And and that is like a lasting thing, whether somebody stays within the ATS system or they go with individual design or they just go back to whatever they were doing. It's yeah. like that part is like the constant. That seems like it's going to stick with people for a very, very long time. You yeah. know? Well, that brought up three things for me. I'll get through them. I got to remember. First... My wife is going to love that you just dropped the Transformers drive into our show. <laughs> so, Megan, when you listen to that, points for, for Mizba. And number two is that um, you're right. Like, when I set out to, to write this, it was like, it was 12 weeks. And then I was going to be done. I was going to, like, okay, wipe my hands clean of that. Let's move on to doing what I was doing before. You know, there was no intention of it going beyond that. Um, and the goal was give people an experience of that. Walk away after 12 weeks, take what you can from this, and you know, let it change your perception and your perspective of what training should do in your life, um, how it should fit in with the rest of 
your goals and your priorities. Uh, so to hear that we're, you know, having that impact on people is huge. And it's really, and, and you know, there's a lot of messages I'll get from people that say, hey, I did, I did 1.0 back when, missed the next cycle, but I just want you to know I've kept the principles in my training and I've still learned a lot from that and it's really helped me and, you know, I'm having success in these ways, which I love that. Um, the other thing that I was going to say, the third point is that, you know, the PRs that people have and the, the good, like, you know, results, like the trans, uh, Transformation Tuesday picks, you know, where people's body comp changed or the one that you posted of putting on skeletal muscle mass after 12 weeks. And um, that stuff is really great because it, it, it is what draws people in initially. Mm -hmm. Like most people aren't looking for like, you know, an awakening. Some people are and they resonate with our, our, our language around that. But a lot of people are just looking to get stronger. Like, I just want to clean, you know, 250 instead of 225. I want to, my back squat to go up, you know, and they've been like seeking that out. And in, in the process of doing so much, so much training, so much volume, their brain and their, you know, their CNS has just not allowed them to get stronger. So if we can use some of that, you know, in our marketing to be like, hey, everyone's having these PRs. Everyone's getting these, you know, body comp changes, or, you know, many people are, um, and that drives people into the program. And then in the process of the program, they have that, that awakening where they're like, oh, this is how, this is how training is supposed to make me feel. Yeah, it's great that I just snatched a PR or cleaned a PR or back squatted a PR, but the reality is that like every day I'm stoked to go train. And when I walk out of the training hall, I'm not, you know, falling asleep and I'm, pretty energetic and um and that's really been like my you know one of the biggest changes in terms of like my pers my outlook on coaching is that you know truly understand people's goals right because i have a, a big you know a, a big stable of clients that i work with individually a, f a handful of them are competitive crossfitters and their goal is competitive CrossFit, and that doesn't always feel good. So they're not in the look good, move well, like I just want to feel good kind of category. So I put them aside, and like they get a special type of training. But the other group, it's like they're, you know, they want to walk away and feel good. And, you know, you may be able to give them 10 to 20% more intensity to help move their strength up the curve faster. The drawback to that extra 10 to 20% intensity is that after a month, they feel beat down and they're not super psyched about their training. And that's not worth it for that group of people. They don't, they never signed that, you know, they never signed up for that. They didn't, they didn't come in and list that on their priority sheet and then put their signature on it and say, hey, I, every four weeks, I want to feel kind of crappy. They were like, no, I just want to, I just want to feel good, get a little stronger, you know, be my best self in my life outside of the gym. And that's definitely a huge takeaway from this process. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, minimize the, um, you know, the physical gains and the PRs that people are walking away with. Because I think what that also does is it signals to your brain like, whoa, there's not only one way to do this. The mm -hmm. way that I was doing it before isn't the only way. Like mm -hmm. this, this method actually works. And that is a whole, whole new, like whole separate uh, 
uh, awakening process that kind of happens because it just opens your eyes and your perspective to something that's like, whoa, there isn't this just, you know, one way to do this one thing. There's hundreds of different ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's probably a cost to each of those methods. One that might be, okay, yeah, you can get really, really good at these things. Like you can do this many muscle ups, you can, you know, you can snatch and clean this much, but after four weeks, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the cost of it. And this just reminds me of like, there, I think, uh, our last episode that we did around that time frame, there was a firefighter or a police officer. I think he was a police officer. He reached out and he was like also going through awakened training series. And he mentioned how, when he was, you know, in that intensity, uh, phase before, before he decided to do awakened training series, he, like his moment of like thinking I need to do something different was when he almost didn't have enough energy to do like the job that he was yeah. doing, you know, where it's like, yeah. whoa, something happens and you need to be able to go from zero to a hundred. Like right. that reflex needs to be there. Yeah. The fact that like the training at this point, I'm sure it was fun. It was productive, but it was taking away from that was like, whoa. That that's you know something's not aligned here. It's not worth it for yeah. me. I need to find another way to keep getting better physically while still allowing for energy to do these things outside of the gym. Totally. Yeah. I I've had a conversation. With, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about training first responders and you know law law enforcement and people that need to be able to like turn it on extremely fast. And uh, that the interesting thing about that is that like our bodies are physiologically like evolved to turn it on, you know, in a moment where we really need it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, you know, we have a, a adrenal glands for a reason, you know, they pump out adrenaline and you can go from being, you know, asleep on a couch to sprinting at full speed and picking up, you know, a vehicle if you need to, uh, this powerful hormones in our body. So, What's it take to get somebody prepared for that? Well, you don't have to, you don't have to train the adrenals. Like the adrenals know how to work, right? Now the physical structures, the, the hips, the shoulders, the, you know, the core, like doing good smart resistance training, you know, giving people opportunities to develop their aerobic capacity so that, you know, when they get into the, the event that requires like up, up, you know, up and go and you know, you have to have a little endurance. You have to have to you have to have good muscle tone and strength and structural integrity. Like, give it to them in a in a balanced way, so that when the time comes to turn on the adrenals, their adrenals actually have something in the tank. They haven't been spent in training, right? So yeah. that's a crazy story. It's like this first responder, this law enforcement person, their training burnt them out, and then they were supposed to like wake up at you know midnight and go fight a fire. And they like slept through the alarm. Like how bad is that? You know, like they couldn't, they couldn't wake up their, they couldn't wake up. Um, yeah, super interesting. And I think that's where, what, uh, that's a mistake that a lot of people make. It's like, I gotta, I gotta push that just to remind myself I still got it. You know, it's like, well, it's a, it's a difficult one to trust. It's like, you know, trust that your body can still wake up and go and respond really quickly. I got to make sure I got to, I got to test that or train that in, in the gym. So I remind myself, I still have that. Um, but it's not as often as you, as you would think in order to like, you know, it's not that necessary very often to do that, to still have that ability. 
Uh, I want to loop back to this uh, and, and talking about like the different types of people or the different groups of people that are now interested in taking on this style of training. Like you just mentioned, the first responders and law enforcement, and I think that's super interesting. But before I forget, I want to I want to think about like we're an open season yeah. right now, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on this because I've encountered it um, not only from you know, just observing, but seeing like my individual clients and seeing how like, okay, a lot of them are in the look good, move well category, mm-hmm. but the open is really like exciting for them. Yeah. It's, it's a marker for them to see like, Hey, where am I at? How far have I come in the last year? Yeah. Um, and, and they, they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of that, uh, what's going on within the community mm-hmm. and, and, you know, be a part of that energy. Like there's a lot of fun that goes into, you know, these five yeah. weeks, right? <clears throat> so for that person, um, would you would you think that they would be categorized under like the sport specific type of training? Um, even if they want to do the open for fun, right? Like, yeah. you know, they just want to do the workouts, have fun with their community, see where they stand. Um, what what do you what are your initial thoughts when somebody comes to you with that and and maybe it's not aligned with like hey I want to change my body composition and I want to look good move well have more energy but at the same time I want to do I want to participate in these open workouts yeah and I you know I totally feel like hey that that is clearly of value to you to be able to jump in and be a part of that experience yeah and it it doesn't necessarily need to be like this. And maybe this was like my perspective, uh, I'd say a couple months ago, right? Mm -hmm. Or drawing this line between, hey, you're all in, competitor, you signed up for, you know, what you said, like competing in the sport of CrossFit and getting better at it. And this is like the cost that comes with that. Or you're not in that and you're over here with look good, move well, right? right? But it seems like there is also maybe this this medium and this blend, uh, which I certainly think that ATS has been able to you know, satisfy that for people who are in that boat. Yeah, I, I'm, I, it's a great point to bring up because I've, I've shifted my opinions and my stance on this a little bit too um, because it's definitely like this big continuum of where people fall on that, on that curve of I'm 100% on the side of competitive athlete versus I'm 100% on the side of longevity, health, well-being, and then where are you? Maybe you're somewhere in the middle, you know, because somebody is like, I just want to live long and prosper, like, you know, have good body composition, feel good, have good sex drive, have good sleep, have, you know, you know, live into my late 90s and be active in my 70s and 80s and even my 90s. Like, that person, okay, maybe I don't want to push you, put you through a competitive, you know, a, a six-week or five-week high intensity competitive scenario maybe i don't you know um that doesn't really align with that for them and then the person who's like 100 percent competitive like okay well we're gonna train you for the sport and being an athlete is you're gonna do whatever it takes to get points and that means being in pain and that means training hard and that means putting in long hours and that means sacrificing you know, social life and relationships, potentially, whatever, right? So 
the reality is that people don't polarize in that area very much. You know, um, there's a lot of people in the middle, at different stages of the middle, and that a bulk of them really do want to like just look good, move well, have good energy throughout the year, and that the the CrossFit Open is something that they do want to participate in because it was for many of them, you know, in our audience, it's like that was a big draw to what got them excited about fitness, you know, like, and I, I think that's terrific. I think that we pay, we, you honor that, you know, that, that five week period of time every year as like, this is what brought me into this. This is what got me excited about training. You know, this is what got me to start listening to this podcast in the first place. You know, I found my way to this because I did this and um, does that person not deserve to do that? And should that person be treated like an athlete all year just because they want to do this thing? Not necessarily. It just means that there has to be an honest conversation around like, well, what are the expectations of yourself in this, you know, sport or this little, you know, sporting event? Because it's a five-week sporting event. You know, do you want to, do you really want to see yourself like do the best possible that you can on the leaderboard? Are you trying to really just do it for fun? You know, what is that? What does fun even mean for you? You know, because like it's fun and games until you're post a bad score and then you're really upset. You know, trying to dig a little bit deeper as to what people's true goals are within that uh, five week period. And then you just back, back it up. Like, okay, let's back up 12 months from there. What do we need to do for the year? Well, based upon what you just talked to me about, it's like nine months of like look good, move well, improve your, um, you know, strength base build some aerobic capacity, uh, work on a lot of structural balance, moderate volume, moderate to low volume, keep the intensity, you know, minimal, maybe once a week we do something intensive. And then perhaps for that last three months before, we start to give you a couple more doses of what you might see, you know, transition a little bit, give you some sports-specific training. For another person, it's 10 months and two. For another person, it's 11 months and one. For another person, it's 12 months of just look good, move well, and then they like, I, don't, I just want to get in there. And you've given them a huge base of, you know, support to handle whatever movements that they might get, they, they get thrown at them. And if there's a movement that comes up that they can't do because they didn't train for it, you've already had the conversation with them. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you, you don't have the ring muscle up yet, but we're working towards it. And if you want to do that next year, we can focus on it. So... That's certainly come from people doing awakened training series where I used to get people say like, hey, I'm, I want to compete in the open. Is this the right program for me? And I used to say, well, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, you know, it really, I don't really know if it's the best program for that because I'm not, I'm not training people for the open. I'm training them for good movement mechanics, strength development, some aerobic development, you know, some power, some intensity, but not with the idea of like, how do I translate this to about four to 12 minutes of like really hard continuous work? <laughs> and um, now that we've done it through a, at least a portion of one of the, you know, CrossFit Opens, I've seen people that did this program with no intention of like, this is going to be the thing that gets me better, still performing really well and for them and having tons of confidence going in because they've they've been able to do so much consistent training, which is what most people miss. It's like the reason they, they showed up to the open and they weren't confident is because their training has been up and down for, you know, the past six months because they got some injuries, because they, you know, got burnt out, because they, 
didn't have something to follow for the winter months when people typically get a little down and their training gets a little off. But because they were following a progressive program for six, nine, in some cases, you know, 12 months, they were ready to go and just throw their hat in the ring, right? Which is like, you know, tell your story. Like, you know, 10 months of, 11 months of awake and training series, you're like, I'm not signed up for the open, but hey, I want to go do 18.1. Um, and, and then, you know, people able to bring their best, best energy to it because they haven't burned themselves out and set a PR in a cross, in, in, a, in one of these CrossFit open workouts, which is really impressive to see. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that, that's exactly what my thought was, was like, I, I kind of want to test this out and see, okay, there's this 20 minute AMRAP, right? And we've done, uh, a lot of training to understand, your engine and understand aerobic work and seeing what pacing is supposed to look and feel like throughout this year. And so in this type of workout where that comes into play, I wanted to see, okay, how, how do I perform? And then within the movements that it consisted of, I was like, oh, this is awesome. We've been doing, a t like, I just felt so confident going into it because I'm like, single arm work all day. Like, we've, we've trained this in so many different ways. Like, I felt good about it terms of the gymnastics element to it I was like this has always been kind of a strength of mine and it's only been enhanced uh, by all the functional bodybuilding that we've been able to do and the rowing same thing it's like I think I told you in previous years if that was to come up then the rower is out of all those things was my biggest weakness mm -hmm. I would totally have hit the first five ten minutes like harder even though I was consciously like, hey, you got to pace this out for 20 minutes. I just didn't know my gears enough that I would have known like, hey, you know what? Like staying at, uh, you know, what is it? 1,200 calories an hour or whatever, or not 1,200 calories an hour, whatever the metric is, like staying at this point is it, like it, it feels good right now, but it's not going to feel good at the 18 yeah. hour. You can't hold it. But somehow like I just wouldn't, you know, I, I would have burned out. And mm -hmm. so to see this workout was like, whoa, I stayed fairly consistent. I stuck to a pace. I executed it, like, to the best of my ability. And I, it was just, like, a cool uh, affirmation of, like, everything I've been doing. Like, this was just a thing I want to jump into, and I could hang. It felt it felt okay. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And I think the, the, other, um, the other point that you mentioned with, you know, people not, like, asking you about the, is this, is this something that will prepare me for the open? Mm -hmm. Um I mean, it just comes back to, like, all the different pieces that have uh, gone into this training program. Like, it's been a very balanced approach. And I feel like at this point, you almost have to, you almost have to, like, s identify if what you're doing is, 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 is sport or is this, like, a training program that you want to follow. Um, and differentiating there a little bit and seeing, like, okay, well, at least having the awareness to identify that, hey, this this is a sport. Just like going out and playing tennis or running a 5K or running a marathon, like this this can be, this is a sport and I need to train for it like that. Or, hey, I, I actually was out here for balanced fitness and I want to feel good, look good, move well. And then on occasion, if I want to test the waters and jump in to, you know, playing a tennis match or I want to be able to compete in the open or do a partner competition with my friend like 
you have the freedom to be able to do that. Yeah, totally. I mean, and again, back to that group, that, that larger group that we're working with so much is, I think that's really what they're truly looking for. It's like, I just want to be able to take my fitness and use it in a lot of different ways. And, um, and I think what I've learned is that there's a lot of ways to build that type of fitness that can afford people the ability to go out and do more in their life. You know, the strength, the balance, the aerobic capacity, you know, that, you know, those are, t those are really the things that give people freedom in their life. It's like, I'm strong enough to lift this stuff. I have the mobility and the balance to get into these positions. I can sustain a certain amount of work for a long enough period of time to go and enjoy activities of daily life for long extended periods. Those are what, that's what people want to have. And then, well, you could go do this type of training or this type of training or this type of training. Well, the, 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 the fourth variable there, you know, or the other variable is when they, when they arrive at the opportunity to go out and play the, you know, tennis match or go jump into the, the, this thing or that thing or play with their grandkids, do they also have the energy to do that? You know, yeah, they're strong enough. Yeah, they've got plenty of aerobic conditioning and capacity, right? But do they have the energy to do it? And I know that for periods of time when I was like, you know, people used to ask me like, well, what do you like to do? Like, what are your like hobbies? What do you like to go? And what sports do you like to play outside of the gym? And I was like, I got, I have no energy to go out and play sports right now outside the gym. Like I am spending every waking hour of my life trying to recover from my workouts. Like, yeah. Like my brother and my, my brothers used to say, like, we'd go play an annual golf tournament with my two brothers and my dad. And I'd show up and every year, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty decent golfer. And I was like always the, you know, best of the brothers. And, you know, I'd show up and I'd be like, oh, my back hurts, you know, like my shoulder, like, oh, like I'd, I'd have to ride in the cart. I didn't want to walk. <laughs> and they're like, you are the least fit, fit guy we know. Like you always show up to this thing like so busted up and broken. Um, you know, of course, this is always in June, right? So this is like right after regionals usually is the annual golf tournament. So I typically be pretty like tired and, you know, spent from training and preparing for the games or whatever. But um, it's just funny. It's like you got to have the skill set and the strength and, and the physical traits to go out and really apply them to your life. And you have to be like, you know, energetically balanced um, and have, you know, energy reserves to go out and, you know, attack that stuff. And if you're pouring it all into the gym, then you won't have it when you're outside of the gym. So it's like, where's, is, are, you, are you looking for balance there too? Yeah, that, that's been a big eye-opener for me in the last year, especially with working with individual clients and seeing that, okay, that is something that they want, like energy, mental acuity, and these things can be achieved and manipulated based off training, nutrition, and things like that. Like we've always known, yeah, what you eat and stuff like that is going to affect those two markers, but also the way that you train and how you should feel after your training and throughout mm -hmm. the rest of your day, mm -hmm. um, that can certainly be manipulated so that you're hitting all the markers that you came into this uh, wanting, right? Like having more fun, feeling confident, feeling accomplished, going back to work, having that mental acuity, energy, like there are ways to customize what your training looks like to hit 
all those points. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just had a consult with one of my clients, um, and you know, he's been he's been on like a multi year journey through the sport of you know fitness and trying to do CrossFit, and you know, he's done double days pretty much consistently for the past three years, and it just finally like. He was kind of coming to it, it's been a transitional phase where he's like been growing his business as a coach um and he was like yeah this this just isn't aligned with my my goals right now anymore like i don't want to do double days anymore like i want a single session that's like 90 minutes that i can really focus on but i want to have more room in my day to really stay on top of growing my coaching business and and, and developing in other areas of my life because it, in the process of trying to like hold that tough schedule of training, you know, he wasn't really able to grow as much as he could and he wanted to as a professional. Mm -hmm. um, so tweaking that in, in, in terms of volume and then in addition, his volume changed, exercise selections changing, the type of training he's doing is gonna change, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see for him, you know, okay, we have this new set of priorities and how are we going to approach it and attack it yeah for sure i want to loop back to what i uh what you talked about before with working with uh, law enforcement first responders introducing that group to this style of training um and then on that note also it's like there are many gyms now all over the world that are you know introducing these principles to their members on like a you know on a larger scale, it's like, okay, 20 people are doing this all together yeah. and having the same experience and having people to go off of that's like, whoa, like we're all kind of having this awakening together. And I think that that's, that's powerful. How do you feel uh, about that? I mean, I know, is that something you envisioned from the very beginning? How did that evolution kind of happen over time? I think it, I mean, it, no, I didn't envision, definitely didn't envision that. I mean, I envision like 30 people signing up for this thing and then, this, you know, I go, oh, yeah, I got 30 people. This is, you know, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe it's stopping there. So uh, pretty much everything has been a surprise. Um, it, uh, it definitely just happened. Like it started, I started to see it happen on social media. You know, I'd get tagged in a video and I'm like, that's like 10 people doing like kneeling dumbbell presses yeah. <laughs> all at the same time wait what's happening here you know oh my gosh there's eight people doing you know kettlebell rack you know step ups that that looks like that looks like familiar to me um to like the most recent one like just a day ago i got tagged in a group class doing um like 20 people doing philly presses i was like come on really <laughs> this is so cool uh it's just cool to see it grow in that way and people that take these principles and then expose, you know, even an even larger group, you know, to those principles. Um, and I think maybe it's just the, uh, the awareness, like, okay, like we talked about sort of, I didn't introduce it as a bell curve, but we talked about it as a spectrum of people, like, you know, super ultra competitive, super just want to like live long and prosper, don't have any middle ground, you know, aspirations for like competing or pushing myself. Um, and then who's in the middle of that, you know, curve. And that's where a lot of, um, I'm not talking the law enforcement side, I'm talking specifically around the, you know, group, group 
programs that are out there, fitness programs, like you get a lot of those people. So, you know, these principles um, and this type of training definitely suits that. So people are definitely interested in it. And, you know, we've taken on a handful of, you know, group fitness facilities where we are writing specific customized program programs for them um, in this, you know, style that we've kind of showcased in Awaken Training Series and Functional Bodybuilding. Um, you specifically are writing designs for groups around the country, around the world. And, um, and that has been just another way for us to, like, you know, connect with a larger audience uh, and give coaches that are out there, you know, support and education in, in the principles that we're doing to help upgrade what they're offering to their clients and give them a little bit more balance and showcase some variation variety and um, help people get stronger and in, you know, thoughtful ways. Yeah, it's it's been uh, really fun for me to take that on because it's just like having to, there's just a different approach that you have to take versus when you have one person in front of you and you know all about them and their goals and what they've done before, what they want to do, and how you would write something for them versus a large group of people um, while still making sure it's fun, it has variety, and all these moving parts together. And what what really has been surprising to me is how even from like gym to gym, even though you, you know, you're running group fitness kind of facility, the flow of the class and what your members are used to mm -hmm. and how quickly people will get through certain movements versus others. Right. Like that has been really interesting to see. It's yeah. just so different from gym to gym. And so I remember when, uh, you know, somebody who reached out and I had a conversation with about doing this, yeah. um, you know, he, he pretty much was like, Oh, so do you just take, you know, waking training series and, you know, give it to us. And like, we use that as the program. Is it like all templated? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't no. think you can, like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like just taking, yeah. taking this and putting it over there that there's, there's a smarter way to do it. And that's individualizing it to that facility. And totally. what's the style already? What can you give them that's going to introduce them to these training principles while also feeling like that fun is there, you know, the flow of how they typically run things still is somewhat preserved. Um, so that entire process has been fun for me and now you hearing you say like okay law enforcement first responders like thinking about whoa what like that's a that's a whole different group like how could you how could you really take some of these principles and mold them into something that really serves that group that's really interesting yeah well i think it comes back to what i was saying before which is you know in those in those instances it's like preserve their energy you know um, and by me, by that, I don't mean like just baby them in the gym and like, don't give them hard work. I mean, it's important, I think, to not overdo intensity, um, and in those, you know, types of, uh, groups there's, you know, building strength, having good structural balance in the training program so that they're, they're really building like functional bodies. Like they can, you know use their right and left sides equally. They have rotational strength. They can produce power from their hips. They have good leg and core stability and strength. Um, you know, learning how to use their upper body and maintain ranges of motion and twist and turn because 
their their lives, their jobs may put them in those positions is key. Um, and then just again using like really sound uh, strength training progressions um, to keep them, you know, getting stronger, coming in, getting a good workout, but then leaving with energy and not, you know, having to wipe themselves up off the floor right after a training session. Now, is it appropriate to use some of that intensity periodically with them? Certainly, you know, um, and to, and that's true for a lot of our clients and a lot of the people doing these programs. It's like, you know, the right dose of intensity is really what it's about. And that just differs for each person. And it depends on what their lifestyle looks like. You know, if you have a first responder who's on, sh you know, doing shift work and their schedule is kind of crazy and they have these long hours and their sleep's disrupted and they're out all night, I, I, that person doesn't need to hit the gym in the morning and do a super intense workout. They need to be doing something that's restorative, that's going to help them recover and maintain good hormonal balance and just energetic balance. Um, so that's where I think the principles that we had in this program would really, you know, could be applied to those settings because I think what we have shown is that we can manage intensity, we can manage volume while still producing, you know, good structural balance uh, improvement and strength gains. Um, and that may be really appropriate for somebody who's, you know, pushing themselves super hard in their job. And then so when it comes to the training, they need to just kind of keep maintain, you know, and keep things going in a, um, you know, a, a safe, consistent, um, you know, way. And, and the word you used before was like, you know, anticipate what's coming, like same, same scenario. It's like they're not just showing up to something that's totally different every day. They're showing up to something that they can actually feel like they're progressing through and they can anticipate what they're, you know, gym scenario is going to entail the next time they go in. Yeah. I mean, that being said, <clears throat> I think there's one, uh, one thing I observed, not, not from me, but like just talking with people who may have been coming ATS into individual design or just maybe through social media and seeing how there's still a large group of people who may have uh, done Awaken Training Series, but then are also doing something on top of that because mm -hmm. on certain days, it's like, oh, well, you know, I feel like I got more in the tank. Like, right. I didn't feel like I'm gassed out. So I can pair this with another class workout or group programming uh, that's online. And that, I don't know, I, that to me doesn't feel like it's it's going to produce the same results because there's just too many variables now that are yeah. kind of mixing together. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the program mashup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this on this day and this on this day. Um, I, that, that's a frequent question I'll get is, you know, can I still mix in my, my boxes programming or my, this programming with Awaken Training Series? And, you know, I always encourage people to really give it, you know, four to six weeks on its own without anything else before you decide, okay, I, I think I can handle doing more. What that's going to do is, one, it's going to give – the program four to six weeks to do its what it does without complicating factors thrown in there and then um, two it's going to allow you to have this like comparison study to go back to like okay three weeks into adding in 
another program's intensity session, whatever, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling as good anymore. Uh, I'm not getting the same results. Okay, maybe that's the, the variable that changed that didn't help. Um, in some cases, there are individuals out there that have done ATS with other training, and they've been successful. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're few and far between. I think they're people that have really built their life around training, recovery practices. Like, you know, I, I know a couple CrossFit Games competitors that have implemented the training program along with their other sessions that they do in a day. They've had success, but, you know, they're, they're really training in a full-time manner, like where they yeah. dedicate everything to getting ready for those sessions and then recovering for them. Um, so I, I just, I think that part of the beauty of what we've done with this program is that, you know, we've really done a good job of balancing the amount of volume and intensity. And if you go and do something else with it, you throw that balance off. Mm -hmm. And then we can't, I can't really speak for, you know, what the efficacy or how it will impact you going forward. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned that comparison study between, okay, four to six weeks of just the program, then I'm mixing in this, let's see what happens. What are some markers that a participant can keep in mind from the very beginning all the way to the end of the program that they can track? You know, I know within, when we have an individual client, there's certain things like energy levels, stress, sleep, food, all of these different pieces that you can keep tracking, maybe rate it on a scale of one to 10, and you can see some consistency there. Like, oh, something's changing within energy. Like, what are we doing? This mm -hmm. is happening for a long stretch of time. So are, are there, similar to that, is there anything that you would recommend a participant who's thinking about signing up or even moving along throughout the Waking Training Series into the next, you know, next segment? Um, what things can they kind of track and pay attention to as markers to see the effectiveness of the program? Well, I think a lot of the things you already said, um, I, uh, you know, energy levels, um, actual physical progress within the movement progressions, like is your loading going up? Are you able to increase your weights from week to week? Um, but I think the one that, you know, is really key is do you wake up excited to go and train? Are you still looking forward to the next progression? And that's something that's always been like a big um, indicator to me as to like where I'm at in a cycle of training. Like, am I getting to the end of a cycle where I'm like, oh, like I got to do this again? Like, it's getting hard. And it's usually not because it's repetitive, because I've done the same thing every week for years and been excited about it, you know? Mm. And I've done the same thing for five weeks. And by the fifth week, I'm totally over it because it just got so hard that I'm like, I can't imagine going in and doing another week of row repeats where I have to go faster. Holy smokes. That just makes me, you know, want to quit. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to that feeling that you have. Um, you know, when you get your Fitbot email on Sunday, it says your programming has arrived or Monday morning, you know, your programming has arrived for the week. Are you like, flip through, you know, flipping through it? Like what's next? What am I doing next? What am I doing on Wednesday? What am I doing on Friday? What am I doing Saturday? You know, like, those are good signs, right? The email comes and you're like, ah, I don't want to look at it. Oh, I got to go do this today. Like, that's a that's a that's a bad sign. It means you need to, you know, there's something that's out of balance in your life, right? Now, we said I said this from the beginning. 
I continue to say this, you know, group design, it's not individualized. You know, we're not taking feedback from our clients and tweaking the program like we do with our individual clients. You know, the people that do the group program, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is just that. It's a, it's a template. It's a chance to experiment with these principles. You have to be, and you have to realize that like, there may be 50 people out there doing the same program. All 50 people have different lifestyles, different nutrition habits, different sleep patterns, different recovery. I mean, everything is different from each of those people. So how they're each going to respond to the program will be slightly different. For some, you know, maybe it's too much. They can't handle it. And for others, for the majority, it's totally fine. But um, excitement, energy, physical improvements, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, if any of those things are off, you know, start by taking a look at what you're doing outside the gym. Start by looking at what you might be adding on your plate that's stressful. Um, and if all those things are fully in check, then yeah, let's look at the program and let's see, maybe like contact athlete support and let them know what's happening and we can make some adjustments or give you some guidance on how to adjust it. I love that. I mean, I also recommend anybody who's going to do this, take a picture beforehand, before and after picture, because I know I did, and I also wish that I, I have only been taking, like, you know, the upper body pictures. But <laughs> I have stretch marks that are now on my hamstrings <laughs> as a result of a year of training. And it's hilarious because I'm like, wow, I, I, I have, like, my legs have grown. Yeah. And I don't have any pictures from the beginning to now to prove that. It's just like seeing seeing the stretch marks and visually seeing, wow, I've gotten, you know, there's some change here. So if you see yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, like you're, yeah, you might notice like, oh, wow, I'm putting on some muscle here. Yeah. But a picture or some other marker, um, I don't know, use this whole experience as an experiment and, and measure it somehow, some way, something that's easy for you from the beginning to the end. Totally. And then take away whatever you learn and, decide what you want to do next yeah i love that yeah i wish we had more before and after photos from participants over the past year um, we've gotten some and they've been you know pretty pretty impressive remarkable um, and i know there's more out there but yeah it's something that most people when they're starting a fitness program or fitness journey they <laughs> maybe tend to be in a place where they're like a little self-conscious like i don't really want to photograph myself by the end, they're like, oh, man, I wish I had a picture from the beginning. Yeah. So common. So just get in front of a, you know, get in front of a camera, take a picture. No one has to see it but yourself until you're ready to show it off and say, look what I've done to myself. For sure. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for coming back on. I, as always, have a blast. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave listeners with? Yeah. Um, we're going to be launching Awaken Training Series uh, next week. And so today, head over to RevivalStrength.com and sign up for our email list. You're going to get three days um, of a sample training you know, template from the program. And by being on our email list, it's going to ensure that you don't miss registration. You get updates from us. Um, and then ongoing, we're just sending out uh, regular free content that way, uh, training articles, tips, um, nutrition, etc. So definitely something you want to sign up for. And then additionally, Mizba, you and I are now 
hosting a whole nother podcast together, the Look Good, Move Well podcast. And um, we've had so much, I've had so much fun over the past year uh, doing these shows with you. Um, now that we work here together, um, we get to see each other on a daily basis. It just felt right to create another forum where we could kind of dive into some, um, you know, shorter segments for people to listen in on tips, um, tricks, tools that we've used and we've learned over the years on how to, you know, look good, move well, and continue to live this lifestyle that we, we've talked about so many times on this show. So be sure to go over and check out the Look Good, Move Well podcast. Um, and that's it. Sweet. I will get all of that linked up in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. And Marcus, thanks again for coming back on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Mesbo. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you lending me your ears. Before you head out, I wanted to share a free gift with you. It's only available for podcast listeners at MizHQ.com. Again, that's M-I-Z-H-Q.com. So go ahead and grab that. If you want to support the show, the best compliment that you can give is by leaving a review with your thoughts. You have no idea how much that helps, and I always love hearing from you guys. So once again, thank you again for tuning in. Until next time.